0: Welcome to another edition of the Effective Living series, which is happening here on CTFM and on CTTV. This year, our focus is on a starter pack for 2023. We're in our third week, and our focus is on professional priorities. We've been talking about leading self, personal development, and also discussing issues around top skills for 2023. Today, we'll be looking at making successful career transitions. So what is a career transition? Why do people fail in their career transitions. What kind of preparation do you need to succeed? And what are some tips to be nimble and productive in your career? My guest has spent over 20 years of his life working in the corporate world. He's consulted, he's worked in various industries. Now he works for the Lord as a minister of the gospel where he pastors churches in the UK, in Ghana, and in Pakistan. Reverend Kweku Uforidas is my guest. Welcome.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Was there a good summary of who you are?
1: I think that's fair.
0: It's interesting. So you do did all corporate work, and now you are you are doing ministry ministry work. Yes. And your corporate work span what what sectors?
1: Um, um, Finance. I started first in the finance industry, and then to healthcare, and then to technology, uh, and then to government industries, uh, airline. Wow. and then what else? Engineering. I think that's the name by a few. Amazing. <laughs> and now you're working for the Lord. I work solely for the Lord.
0: So no, do yes. you bring right. those things into ministry or you count them as lost?
1: <laughs> no, not at all. I actually do. But I do get to also have sessions like these. I speak to corporate sections a lot. I speak in various uh, company events still. Um, uh, but largely, I, I circle it all back to working in the house of God. So,
0: Brilliant. <laughs> so... Um, What is a career transition? Maybe let's start from there.
1: Career transition is simply the process of making a change in your career. Mm -hmm. And that's literally it. Uh, Why should anyone care about it? Because it's it's important. The way you start any career determines really the degree of success that you're going to gain in it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people fail in it. Many company directors end up complaining after having hired somebody for about maybe two, three months. They go, man, we made the wrong decision. So at least the degree to which you can prepare yourself well uh, so you can succeed in it, uh, one you give your own self a win and then of course the company also gets to win for hiring such a good person like you. Mm.
0: So mm-hmm. my, when I look at your, your career, mm-hmm. it very clave many, many transitions and it's almost like you are a work in progress. So it's something you're very familiar to. Was it a conscious, in your own experience, mm-hmm. were you consciously making these transitions or it's almost iterative, and you sort of reflect and realize that, wow, in 25 years, I've done all of this.
1: I think it's a bit of both. Uh, there, was, there was a time where I was sort of just going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Over some 20 years ago, uh, like many of you, I also did my MBA, finished it, got hired in a company somewhere in the U.S. Uh, still really didn't know what to do, um, but at least I had people who would direct me, this is the best way to go this direction and I followed it but at some sense you get to gain some clarity as to actually I really like this area better and then you tend to now build yourself uh, which is what I I did uh, so it, it wasn't like I started knowing exactly what I wanted to do how uh, to find my way mm. uh, through it mm. yeah
0: why do people a career transition
1: well let me first of all start by um, maybe giving examples of what career transitions are okay uh, career transitions really is anything from let's say uh, the stay at home mom now wants to return to work mm-hmm. having stayed at home for the last five ten years taking care of the children uh, but is educated feels now want to return to work what does she need to do uh, it could be a military veteran mm-hmm. uh, who now is coming back into civil life Mm -hmm. uh, but of course wants to enter the corporate life really to Mm -hmm. get something done. Uh, Let's say an IT professional or even some of these great cameramen here uh, decide I want to start a company by myself. These are all career transitions Uh, but I thought that since today is really we're dealing with professional priorities for Mm -hmm. the year 2023. I want to particularly zoom in on Professionals, professionals, yeah. and and what career transitions look like mm. for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for professionals, largely career transitions will mean uh, things like, uh, say, I'm a, I've just I've uh, been praying, thank God, I've got a promotion I want, or um, somehow um, you've decided to make a change from maybe a particular business unit. Maybe I was in finance now, I want to go to sales. I'm going to become the manager in sales. Um, or maybe you want, you've, you've, moved from one, one particular city, still in the same organization, but you've moved across to a particular, uh, uh, or a different region or a different city, but in the same organization. And now you're going to have to deal with having to lead people. Mm. Um, and then also is the challenge of leading people that were your peers and mm. the challenge that comes with it. You were friends. You used now to you're lead, the boss. Now you're the boss. Mm. Uh-huh, and the dynamics of it and how they're going to look at you. So these are, sort of examples of career transitions that professionals do mm. go through. Mm. I think it's fair to say particularly um, the people that would largely benefit from mm. what I'm sharing today mm. uh, uh, are going to be, let's say, new managers, people mm. who have just been promoted into new roles, they're new managers, or maybe they're even existing managers, or aspiring managers. Mm. Uh, a lot of what I'll discuss today will be- benefit them largely, but, of course, it will be, yeah. include aspects here. Just, in the just
0: listening to you, I can mm-hmm. see probably three or more broad groups. So clearly there's the reinvention type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not working, coming to work, or military veteran, coming to start corporate life. Yeah. So it's basically like it's a new green field. Yes. Then I see horizontal Yes. So I'm in engineering, I want to move into finance. Mm-hmm. Or I'm into medicine and I really want to go into hospitality. Yes. I'm tired of... Or I'm in journalism and I want to go into banking. Fantastic. Then I see the vertical which is more like, you know, I, I used to be a cameraman. I'm now the head of production, and I'm the production manager. I see. So you're saying, whilst everybody can benefit, the emphasis is more the vertical.
1: For now, yes. Mm. and uh, There will be aspects that will be beneficial really across board. But mm-hmm. I want to focus more on the person that's just been given the opportunity to now mm. climb higher. Mm. Uh, and the expectations of those that trusted him to go higher mm-hmm. and, and what it is that he needs to do to make sure that he doesn't feel now that he's gotten higher. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, I remember reading a book um, years back, uh, former prime minister of uh, uh, England, Tony Blair, mm-hmm. uh, made an interesting statement. I just paraphrase it. He said, well, when he became a prime minister, one of the things he quickly realized was that the efforts that it takes to get to the of- office had nothing to do with what it takes to actually run. The office. If I was reading a book the other day, a, a great title, What Got You Here Will Not Get You There. Mm. And so there are changes that need to happen. And mm. very often you will find, and it's a good segue into why people fail. You'll find that a lot of reasons why people fail in those transitions is um, they tend to give a lot of focus on the very things that they were good at. Mm that got them promoted in the first place so now they've become a manager and they're still doing those things because they thought well i was good at them they may be a manager because of this and they're still doing it but now your manager is different you're going to have to learn to let things go you're going to have to learn to delegate more have to learn to just lean on other people who probably may not do it as good as you mm. to do what you thought you could do better mm. and usually just hanging on to it, mm. it's, it's, it becomes one of the risks uh-huh. that
0: really... I mean, this is such a powerful thing you've said. It's almost like mm-hmm. what it takes to win is not what it takes to lead. And a lot of leaders, even in this context, mm-hmm. running an election, and I, I can even say that about our political parties, uh-huh. that they are election-winning machines, but they don't really govern with the same level of excellence that they run their yes. election campaign. Yes. So that's a very profound point. Yes. So what are some of the transitions... In the mind, maybe that people need to make because you were saying, for example, that mm-hmm. some of your colleagues would have been your. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, now you're their boss. Okay. So is it more a mental shift? Is it having a big bigger car? <laughs> is it changing the way I walk and the tone in which I talk that relates know us? I'm now the boss. <laughs> well, there's a bit of that, <laughs> but, not, but
1: not quite. But I think that the first thing is you need to be aware of the the potential pitfalls. Mm -hmm. So one being the fact that Mm -hmm. you are good at something doesn't mean that you need to continue to do them. Mm -hmm. Another being uh, that, you know, somehow a lot of people just fail badly at building important relationships that they need. You're never going to be able to just succeed as a manager just working in silos. Mm. The fact that you don't like somebody doesn't mean that you don't have to work with them. And as a matter of fact, in, 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 one of the things i 'll talk about as we go ahead is really the need to build very strong network mm-hmm. uh, uh, groups of people that are going to help you succeed, mm-hmm. and some of those people will include people who don 't like you mm-hmm. um, so that's, that mean you don 't have to go to them, no, you still have to go mm-hmm. to them
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so you and, and then again, another thing is uh, some let 's say especially those who come in from the outside we 've just hired a new manager he came in from so and so TV station they think they're bigger they know it all so they come in thinking I have all the answers mm. I can do everything mm. and so they come in with a mindset that right from the outside belittling everybody that's there uh, and very quickly they make themselves unlikable nobody likes them uh, and you know people don't care what you know until they know how much you care so regardless of how much you bring in it's like who are you mm. and so though they're intelligent but they don't succeed mm. in the role mm. and so you have to first be mindful of these, of these pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Um, why are these important? Because really, in a, um, you, you have to make sure you prepare yourself so well, mm. avoiding all the pitfalls, mm. avoiding all the challenges that could make you fail. We'll come to that in a second. Uh-huh. Just
0: to announce again, this is the in Series, and we're talking making successful career transitions. My guest, Reverend Furidazi who's a pastor, but he's consulted, he's done all kinds of things mm-hmm. in his life, and he's basically explained to us what a career transition is. He's painted a very, vivid picture of that, mm-hmm. and then he's also highlighted why people fail. It's very clear that some people do not adequately learn what they need to learn and how they need to transition, and they don't build the right relationships and networks and alliances they require, and then others stick to what they know. They yeah. don't want to learn any <laughs> new things. Yeah. So, You were touching on why it's important to prepare well in career transition. I wanted to elaborate a bit
1: on that. Yes. Um, And that's simply because you, I read a book the other day. It's an interesting book, and I highly recommend that book. Mm -hmm. It's called The First 90 Days. Mm -hmm. Uh, And all professionals out there, it's a great book for you to read Mm -hmm. uh, by Michael Watkins. I think it's a Harvard professor, or was a Harvard professor. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he says this, He he makes this statement in the book, that the president, uh, our presidents get a hundred days to prove themselves mm-hmm. the rest of us get 90 days mm. uh, in other words within your very first 90 days of starting any organization mm-hmm. your bosses are simply gonna make a decision whether we should keep you or or let you go okay and so you now have to prove yourself that I was a good investment mm-hmm. that you did not hide the wrong person and that in order for you to also be that effective within that period mm-hmm. your preparation Is very 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 key, Mm -hmm. and there are a set of at least principles I believe I will share today that would help you Mm -hmm. uh, better prepare yourself uh, in order to make a good career transition. So the
0: first ninety days are critical. First impressions are important. Very important. Mm. You don't get a second chance to make a first impression. Yes, it's a Mm -hmm. good
1: quote from Will Rogers. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So these are key points to 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 do. Mm -hmm. So I think you you made a point that without good preparation. You will fail in yes. your career transition. Yes,
1: mm. you will fail.
0: Mm.
1: Um, and and I, ignoring all the things that actually contribute, which has, these are all very known things. I and mean, usually if you would spend some time maybe speaking to, um, if there is a very good HR team there speaking to them, they would tell you, uh, share with you some of the things or the, or the very challenges that people who have done their job in the past face failed in uh, or the things that really that caused them to fail they will share those things with you so you don't end up repeating them and so just be very very intentional about the necessary learning you need to do and and what does it entail um, the, the, the key component is really how quickly you mm. learn mm. you have to learn very very fast
2: mm-hmm.
1: if I remember an old boss of mine saying to me quick if you're not good to me in one month you're out of here hey okay <laughs> uh, of course he didn't mean that literally because mm. you know uh, it was a job that probably had about a six-month probation and all that but what he was saying is that in one month you would know whether this person is it or not and so there is a whole series of learning you must do. Um, if I can go continue with that. Over. Yes, yes. yes. Uh-huh. So learning in particular, you have to start with. I mean, three key areas. Uh, number one, what are all the technology? Um, uh, w- w- every aspect of technological learning I need to do within the company. Mm-hmm. So yes, I've joined this company. Maybe the previous company, they were a set of softwares and applications they used to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, now here, they're using something different. You don't come in suddenly coming to change things. Learn what is this. What are the technology uh, applications that I need to be aware of? The systems I need to be aware of? Getting to understand what really the processes there that I need to really master. Mm. you got to get that. So you're m-
0: talking about Technical learning. Te- your With, technical within learning. the learning area. Yes.
1: But apart from technical, learning, what other learning do you need to do? And then you need to learn about the culture. Cultural learning. The, cultural, the culture of the organization, yes. Mm. You have to get to know, really, what's the language? Mm. How do people behave here? Mm. What are attitudes like?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what, what do people do when do they really want to just let it all out? I mm. mean, how do people just get on? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and you have to really start speaking the language. You must
0: learn the culture of the place. Absolutely. If you will thrive. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Does that include the politics of the place?
1: Well, that actually is the third point. Okay. The politics is very, very key. And this Uh. is where a lot of people fail. Because most people, you know, transition saying, "Uh, I don't like the politics. (laughs) I'm going to leave it to them. (laughs) But here's what you need to know. Mm. Every organization, whether it's a church, whether Mm. it's a what, uh, whatever company you can think of. Organizations are inherently political. Yeah. And you really serve your own self a whole lot of good if you learn to at least know who are the key decision makers here mm-hmm. who are the power people mm. the big influencers mm-hmm. who are the people and how do they make decisions mm. and and how do i get close to getting to know big decisions even before mm. they are made mm. this is very 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 key mm. and very often some of these things you will find them among people actually that you don't like yeah. and that's the problem mm. if you now shy away from it you're in trouble
0: so learn from everybody including people you don't like learn from
1: everybody Less let's let's come
0: to the next point. So I have yes. learning very fast. You talk of understanding the situation the business
1: is in. Understand the situation that business is in. Every business really is at some point in a particular mm-hmm. position. Now, whether maybe, of course, it's a new company, mm-hmm. uh, new companies, of course, the way things will be done probably will be a little bit different if it is a a company maybe that has existed but it's not really quite achieving the results you come with that understanding the way you also get on with things will be a little bit different and then of course it could also be a company that's really doing very 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 well it's already successful they need somebody like you to bring in your expertise to maintain that success Or sometimes it's a company that was doing well some time back and somehow has dipped That's why they've brought you in. And so understanding the position the organization in sets your priorities as to how I'm going to approach, how I'm going to really succeed in this transition that I've made.
0: Mm. So whether they're in new business or they're in transition themselves or they're about to wind up, And then whether they are re-energizing themselves so you need to learn that you need to do you learn that when you enter or before you get in
1: well it starts that's a great question Mm. I often say that your career whatever transition you entering it starts the very day you get told that you've been offered a job okay you don't wait till you now start the job so Mm. and very averagely maybe you might get the offer maybe a month or two even before you start that very day you begin Mm. i remember saying this at a particular meeting the other day and somebody said to me no i start mine when i start and make the decision that i want to even before i apply Mm -hmm. Uh, but the key is do a lot of work Mm -hmm. before you enter Mm -hmm. and then when you enter move
0: with the speed of light all right there's a point i needed you to emphasize which Mm -hmm. is the third point on your slide you talk about line up with business priorities in interviewing people for work usually i find that some people come with their own priorities it's like oh when when i come I want to do uh, reporting on Agri. About <laughs> who tells you anything in Agri? so I want to do social issues I'm like uh, you are I'm hiring you and you are telling me what you want to do you're not telling me what problem you want to solve for there me you go. and a lot of times it doesn't end well as far as I'm concerned now can you comment a bit about that where people sort of come with their own priorities without trying to understand what the company's priorities are
1: that's a bad idea from the beginning mm. regardless of whatever you think you can do mm. you were not hired to come and change the modus operandi Mm -hmm. you have to always know what is it that business is trying to achieve and if you've been hired as a manager how do you align your team Mm. to the priorities of the business Mm -hmm. and it starts really with you lining up with your boss Mm -hmm. I say this all the time your number one priorities are your boss's priorities okay if your boss wants to achieve this you need to make sure that you line up with them Mm -hmm. and of course the assumption is that your boss is also going to align with his boss and then, and then eventually <coughs> goes right to the very top. Mm-hmm. So don't <clears> just come in with anything that sits outside of what the business actually mm-hmm. wants to do. Mm-hmm. And then you have to also try and negotiate with your boss what success looks like. Mm-hmm. What would it take for your boss to say, I'm glad I hired you? Mm. What would it take? What does your boss define as good? Mm-hmm. You need to have a very clear template of what good looks like. Mm-hmm. Having that understanding. And then again, also, you have to now um, line up with your boss on how to work with your boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some managers that just don't like to be contacted anyhow. Uh, I find in my own personal experience that sometimes i would meet maybe my subordinates and the minute they meet me on the corridor somewhere, oh, boss, this, this, that, oh, this, this, that. No, 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 no. I don't always want to have those conversations. Sometimes I don't even want to talk about it. I
0: just want have coffee.
1: I, exactly, but This is not right? a place I'm bringing this your this stress to This is not a me. place for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And by the way, you could have sent me an email about mm. it. So you need to understand the way your bosses also like to communicate. So you don't end up just sending things anyhow. These are the things that make you not a likable person. Does this expectation, does this uh, priority alignment include expectation management? Absolutely. Mm. What? Well, let me say. How does your boss like to engage? Or not even your boss. Your entire stakeholders. Mm. The people that end up feeding off the work you do. How? What do they want from you? What do they expect from you? When do they like to see things done? How punctual, timing, uh, accuracy, all of those things need to be clearly, clearly defined. Of course, in defining expectations, you need to also define very clearly what not to do. Mm. It's not only what we're going to do and how you want it done, but mm. what we're also not going to do. Mm. These are very, very key also to make Fantastic. sure that you
0: achieve. We're still talking effective living, making successful career transitions, my guest is Reverend Furidazi. These are mind-boggling insights he's bring, bringing to us. Making successful career transitions, learn very fast, understand the business situation, line-up priorities. We have a few more areas to go through. Yes. So you talk about establishing a clear direction for your team. Can you elaborate on that?
1: Yes. So now you've sat with your boss, at least. Your boss has helped you gain some sense of direction as to this is what now I'm going to achieve. You are, I'm assuming if you're a manager, then definitely you're going to potentially at some point oversee a team. But you need to have at least a clear sense of direction for them so that means elaborating very clearly what exactly are we going to do as a team um why are we going to do it this is about creating energy i I heard um the the, what you call the ceo of microsoft um the satya Nadella, was asked a question the other day what do you look for when you're hiring people um good cvs is another i don't even look at cvs at all two important things i look at number one do they create clarity yeah. And number two, do they create energy? Wow. And so you want to hire people. You, you, you really uh, want to be the kind of person that, first of all, create clarity, not only for your team, everybody that works with you and everybody that depends on your work, that you are very, very clear as to what it is that you are doing, why we're doing that. And then, of course, really, what do you call Creating energy in a way that people just want to always work with you. Mm. You know, I, I say that you're really not a good manager if people... Feel they have to work for you. Mm. You have to turn people from having to work for to you wanting to wanting to work for you and with you, and with you. Mm. And that's really the vision that you give yourself
0: wow. to the team. So let's come to building a team then, yes. because you speak in the context of some of this being entering mm-hmm. a new leadership role. How do you build the team then in this tra- career transition?
1: Well, team building for me always starts with what exactly the mission that the team needs to achieve, that contributes to the larger priorities mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've had many instances where uh, you will find that a particular team is supposed to do A, but the structure of the team does not align. And that's very, very key. Um, it's, in fact, a, lot, a, a large part of my consulting work was actually done in that space, that just helping organizations really just define very clearly what the ambition is and how that translates into, into structure. Uh, but of course, you have to also make sure that really you have the right people on the team. So the selection process becomes very key. If it is a new team, and of course, then it means you now have to hire a pe- new, new organization, you have to hire new people and so on and so forth. If it is an existing organization, sometimes it's about repurposing the team that you already have. It's about restructuring the team to now fit what your vision for that particular team is. And again, you have to also make sure you set up very clearly, this is how we're going to do our work, Your approach to work, your strategy, uh, whatever methodologies you want to engage in, setting those things very clear. These are all part of setting the direction that really en- enforces the building of the team uh, the team that actually is going to actually now uh, engage in this. Another key thing is also about making sure that there is a clear pathway for great communication. In building a team you need to want to you need to uh, was that I read the other day again Mm. it says this uh, quote somewhere Mm. Sorry, I keep saying I read this I read this I I, I just like to read forgive me Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I read somewhere I can't remember where I read it it says bad news is good news when it comes in early Mm. and so you want to set up uh, establish a channel within the team that doesn't make people afraid to come and say I made a mistake Mm. So somebody's not going to make a big error and then just hide it anywhere. You know, create a culture that just uh, makes it okay for so people. So that it
0: allows the company to react quicker. React very quickly. That's, that's crucial, for, particularly for the team. So that Absolutely. if there's something that they sense could be a problem, they should raise it early.
1: As soon as we know what's bad, we stand a better chance in actually whether mitigating whatever that risk is going to pose or what, whatever issue it is, resolving it. Mm. You stand a much better chance in dealing with it quicker the earlier you know it. but I noticed notice it? that
0: mm-hmm. the, the leader sets the tone for that. Because I, in my work, I notice that mm-hmm. if, I, if I am approachable and I sort of the way I deal with when you bring bad news, it's size when you bring me more. If I sort of punish you for being the one who, the bear of bad news and I start sort of like this guy is bad luck guy. Yeah. Then I'm not gonna get the insights I need. Yeah. So I think the leader says the tone for that. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Mm.
1: And that's very key. Mm-hmm. Um, But of course, you don't also want to have somebody that only, only, only brings you bad news all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You have to have a way of, you know, making sure that your people don't only bring in the bad news, but at least they also come with a suggestion as to what it takes to resolve whatever that bad news is. Mm -hmm. Else then everything now falls on the leader to now find the solutions. Mm -hmm. And that's not why we hire people. We hire people because there's a problem Mm -hmm. and we believe they can actually do it. Mm. So come and tell me the bad news, but also come with an idea as to, how we can get about it let's talk about networking ah Mm. this is a big one Mm. Uh, again some whatever many years ago i i i I, my my mentor in the company i was working for i asked him a question so uh hey how do i become successful in my role and he says i have three things to tell you Mm. number one Network mm. Number two, network. Oh, Lord. Number three, network. I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but really, it's, it's three key mm. areas.
2: Mm.
1: Number one, network is what I call the operational network. Who mm. are the people that I need in my corner to mm. make sure that my day-to-day work is a success all the time? Mm-hmm. This includes your team, includes your boss, includes, in some cases, even your clients. Mm-hmm. Anybody that contributes to your day-to-day work day-to-day work that forms part of what we call your operational network and and then it's also what we call your strategic network Mm -hmm. strategic network are the people that will help you understand what is happening in the business Mm -hmm. who are the people that I need in my corner to be able to help me know where opportunities are in Mm -hmm. the business Mm -hmm. so we can tap into it Mm -hmm. to help us get help me get a clear sense of where dangers are Mm -hmm. so at least we can deal with them before they even
0: happen Amazing. I mean, we've run out of time. I wish, my my lord. The the couple of final points that you you mentioned score some quick wins and then manage yourself. Yes. If you can just elaborate 10 seconds.
1: You've you've now, you're, you're in the organization, you're learning fast, everything is going well one of the things you need to quickly establish is credibility yes and to establish that you need to at least find some quick problems that are not very big to solve and solve them very very quickly mm-hmm. as soon as you do them what that does is you now build trust mm. among the people and then what's the other one you said again and um, then manage, manage yourself. yourself in the process of all of this this transition you have to pay attention to yourself focus don't focus on the things like I said earlier that you were very very good at and then you, 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 you now you have to let go So you have to ask yourself, what is it that I am so good at that I need to stop doing? Mm. You have to ask yourself, what is it that maybe I'm not as good, but I need to pay a lot more attention to? Mm. And what is it that I'm not doing at all, but I need to learn? Mm. All of these things is just helping you literally promote yourself, manage yourself. I definitely Um, need to bring you back (laughs) on air. And I
0: definitely need to tell people how to reach you. And so, look, this has been awesome. It's 30 minutes of condensed insights. Reverend for Faridazi, how to successfully transition
1: your career. How can we find you? Where are you? Well, I have a consultant um, uh, uh, firm that's also running here. In fact, we actually uh, just about finished a website that's going to come up. Um, and so you can reach us on ads-sterling.com. ads stellencom Every information will be there. So you can have my contact, all of it yes. from there.
0: Thank you, Reverend Kukufu, for joining us. us on Effective Being series. This is the last for the third week. We're back with more. Thank you for watching.